Mandela effect. There's no dash in Kit Kat. Oh, shit. Fruit Loops. F-R-O-O-T. Yeah. Welcome oh, to Jack and Geek. I'm Crip. And I'm the Crip Keeper. And today, we are finishing up the Percy Jackson series. The, well, the Lightning Thief. No. Well, what's what no? It's the it? Percy Jackson. Is it just Percy? It's Jackson? Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Is the other one not Percy Jackson? It's the, the Lost the, Heroes. No, the la- the next one is the Heroes of Olympus. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so it's not just Percy. No. Is there a book that doesn't have Percy in it at all? Yes. The first. No. Wow. Yes, the first book does not I was have say, Percy. Isn't in Percy it. not in wow. the first book at all? Yeah, Percy's not in the first book at all. Wow, that's gonna be weird. Yeah. When we get there. When next we get year. there. Next year. Yeah, babies, get that new book club series coming up. Prepare your butts. <laughs> but first, <laughs> let's take a shot. I almost she did almost brought something for this, by the way. <laughs> we went to the Barrel of Crackers, uh-huh. and she always gets pancakes. Yeah. And they come with them little fucking bottles of syrup. Yeah, no. She's going to bring the bottle of syrup that she had left, like some syrup in it, to take a shot with. Oh, shit. But of syrup. <laughs> and I was like, you don't need your blood sugar getting up for that. No, but on yesterday when you posted that thing on Facebook... Jack and Geek caught on Facebook. Um, you said, but first, I almost did like the Spongebob meme of half the letters capitalized. <laughs> also, she uh, she's admitted to being been using the Instagram for nefarious purposes. Not nefarious. What have you been doing? Okay, so, doing her own personal things. No, listen, listen. Okay, so my mother follow, follows us on our Instagram. Jacqueline Store and Geek Pod. Underscore? Underscore and Geek Pod. And she had a store. I was on there for some reason today. And she had a story talking about an energy drink that I've had and I really liked. And I forgot that I was on our Instagram. And I, you know, I, like, replied to it. I said, isn't it so good? And she goes, yeah. I go, I know. I tried it the other day. Forgetting that it was on the other Instagram. Oh, shit. On our, on this Instagram. Because you have to, like, manually switch. Yeah. I, but I was on our Instagram to do like That's her nefarious purposes. Damn. Talking to her mama on her damn Damn. Instagram. I'm sorry, we were talking about the, Crazy Al- the new bitch. Alani What new- the fuck? Y'all you don't have- catch Wendy's doing that shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Thirst traps with a Frosties. <gasps> have you seen Slim Jim's just been randomly following people back? Yeah. Yeah. I hope they followed me back. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. This is going back to Percy Jackson. Sea of Monsters, right? Yeah. I'm on a boat. Oh, Lonely yeah, we, we talked about this. When Grover and Percy got back from Sea of Monsters, they just... They're, them telling the story of what happened is essentially what I'm on a boat. <laughs> and then Clarice, who was actually there, was like, Annabeth, that did not happen. Annabeth, knowing that they rehearsed this on their way back, just like, God. They're just on the fucking ship. I'm on a boat, bitch. <laughs> Tell me that's not Grover. And Percy. They're not yes, even so drinking. which one of them fucked the mermaid? <laughs> Annabeth. <laughs> Percy was too nervous and Grover just ate to Grove, Grover was sitting there eating trash. He didn't even notice there was a mermaid. <laughs> Man's had priorities straight. He is not simping. He had juniper. He, he knew he was going to get juniper. He knew, he knew he was getting tree pussy when he got back. <laughs> so he's good. That's good. Three minutes in talking about tree pussy. Let's go. <laughs> Still Percy, though. Still Percy. Still Percy. Um, they were not drinking champagne. They were drinking Diet Cokes. They were drinking Diet Cokes. <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> <sighs> okay, let's get in the book. <laughs> Y'all ready? The last Percy Jackson book. I read this when I was in high school. 
Nicky, 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 Nicky. I did. Look at you. I did. Look at you. You're so fucking cool. I watched the movies when I was in middle school. Bam, got them. <laughs> I went to a theater to see this. Yeah, that's got why em. I did it. Because you said that you. I didn't go to the theater to see the first one. I, I went to the theater to see the second one. I was I very confused. <laughs> Some fucking dude made out of fire came out of nowhere. I was very distraught. <laughs> I went to the theater to see both of them, and I was thoroughly upset with the second one. Shit was called Sea of Monsters. They were on a boat for 10 minutes tops. Right, what the fuck? This isn't a Sea of Monsters podcast. We already um, did that, guys. Speaking of Percy Jackson uh, series, um, they're talking about who they're uh, who's going to be cast as Ares. Mm. Who would you like to see as Ares? Because that's a big character in the book. Somebody, somebody I don't know. Because from... From what I from what I've heard, they're going very very close. Then give the me book. somebody I don't know. Straight up, this entire thing. Try your best to do new people. New people. I want to see breakout stars out I of this mean, shit. What isn't the kid that's playing Percy was just in that like one movie with Ryan Reynolds? No, he also uh, he's done other things, but he also did that uh, one superhero movie. On uh, Netflix, the one with Owen Wilson. This just the one that's a discount Iron Man movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I want to see that. The discount Iron Man. It looks funny. Wow, 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 wow. Poor guy. Poor guy's just amazed by things, and we're making fun of it. Where are you? (laughs) Someone just lost their girlfriend, and I'm so sorry. And he's apologetic about it. (laughs) (laughs) I saw a thing that was like when you lose your glasses. Where are you? I'm over here. Oh. Okay. Me. <laughs> All the time. I lose my glasses so often. Yeah, ready to start the book? Yes. <laughs> you don't trying to get us to go to prison over something that's not even relevant anymore? You know you can't do the let's get ready to rumble without going to prison? <laughs> what really? is this? That dude bought that shit. Did he? He bought that shit. Anyway. Percy and his friend Rachel Elizabeth Dare, which who, I don't know how y'all like her so much. I love Rachel. She's mid. She's mid. She's just kind You've of... You've been saying that about all types Be- of shit today. Because it's mid, bro. We called Mama Mia mid and we fought. Mama Mia is mid. We're fighting. Mama the Mia. music is good. We're fighting. We're good. The music is good. <laughs> they had to make the story fit around the, the story music. is so-so. Yeah. We're fighting. Rachel Elizabeth Dare is mid. Like, she's done nothing up to this point other than, like... Lead them through the labyrinth? Oh my Save god. Save Percy? Be a boss ass bitch? So something that other people could have done? Multiple times she saved Percy. Other people could Annabeth done. was not there to save Percy when the Impusi were there. Annabeth wasn't there. That's the point. If Annabeth was there, we didn't need Rachel Elizabeth there. That's the point. So just because of Annabeth's absence, fucking bitch whose initials are red? Gets to be a badass. I'm sorry, no. Red was okay. That was a mid movie. <laughs> I like the second Red one two. better. Red two was okay. I haven't seen the second one. I like the second and one better. It's just you know the plot. Now let's just get to it. You ever seen Expendables two? Yes. <laughs> Pretty much what it is. With older people. Yeah. Okay, so they're driving around, and uh, it says, uh, "Drive to a ridge overlooking the Atlantic Ocean." There, Rachel reveals that her father is trying to get her to go to a finishing school. That sounds horny as fuck. Pretty sure that means high school or something. It is. But that is not what I called it. Because finishing school sounds like sex. 
It's a, uh, it's a school for girls. Kids. Finish them into becoming women. Yeah. That's ladies. That ladies. sounds like what old people go to instead of getting Viagra. <laughs> no. no, that's not, no. The school is called Clarion Ladies Academy. Ladies. She does not, she doesn't want to go. She asked Percy if uh, he has decided whether he would go with her and her family for vacation or not. Annabeth would hate this. Annabeth hates so much. All, so much of this. Before he could answer, Blackjack, Percy's Pegasus, lands on the roof of the car with Charles Beckendorf, a son of Hephaestus, on his back. Beckend- Yo, boss! <laughs> Yo, boss! <laughs> <laughs> That's what that dude does for every one of them damn things. Beckendorf announces that it is time for them to take out the Princess Andromeda. Rachel kisses Percy and wishes him good luck. She did a, she did one of them real kisses, not one of them Leia. We're about to go over chasm kisses. <laughs> yeah, that was a good luck kiss. That was we could die kiss. Yeah. The other one was I'm trying to get back at Han. Yeah. So was it really gross, or was it just kind of like we're not even ten minutes gross. in? It was still gross. We're not even. It, ten is minutes it gross, in. or was it like I didn't know at the time, and I was trying to get at my boyfriend who was being a douche. I didn't know at the time. Exactly. And the pro- the only problem that I have is she always knew somehow. She always knew somehow. That's the fucked up thing that gets somehow me. If knew. she didn't know at all, shit's forgiven. Okay, you didn't know. But she knew. She knew. She knew. It's fucking weird. That is weird. Somehow Alabama's still tattooing. <laughs> Not even ten minutes. Shut your mouth. The two demigods then leave. In in good humor, Beckendorf states that the kiss might be better left a secret to Annabeth Chase, to which Percy agrees. To which he is a homie. He is a homie. He is a homie, but Percy's a bitch. She's going to find out somehow. Women always find out. Women do find out. Women do. Women always find out. You cheating on your phone and deleting it? Somehow she's got the backup. iCloud, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I already signed in your Apple ID, motherfucker. (laughs) You didn't know I cloned your phone a long time Fuck. ago. I've been getting every message. Screen share, bitch. I cloned that shit so fast, might as well call yourself a clinker. Oh, shit. Got him. <laughs> Star Wars slash Percy podcast. <laughs> the two see the ship and sneak onto it. A telekine sees them, but is killed before this. Uh, he has sounded the alarm. Telekine is like uh, the seal monster from the last book. Yes. They then set Greek fire explosives in the engine room. Percy leaves the room uh, to distract the monsters on the ship, telling Beckendorf to meet him at the air pad. Percy is captured and brought before Luke, who is now housing Kronos's, uh, who is now, uh, Kronos's, it's because he's got an S, so yeah. like that. Uh, is now housing Kronos from the events of the Battle of the Labyrinth. We remember this. There are two people in one body. Uh, my uh, pronouns are not they them because I'm non-binary. My pronouns are they them because I'm literally two fucking people. <laughs> it sounds like an odd couple. Like it would be a TV show called The Odd Couple, but it was two people, one body, <laughs> like a little oh jingle. God. Venom in that would be great. <laughs> Eddie, 
Eddie. Carnage shows up and he's the little red-headed stepchild. Eddie, we need to go eat some brains. We don't need to go eat some brains, Venom. <laughs> it's like 3 o'clock I think in the we morning. do. It's See? like 3 o'clock in the morning. The whole screen's black. You just hear it. Be pretty cool if we did. <laughs> the Titan duels Percy for the fun of it, and he mentions a spy in camp. A few minutes later, Beckendorf appears. It is revealed that all the other explosives are already in place and there would be no time to escape the ship once they explode. This is revealed by the enemy forces a moment too late as Beckendorf had made it look like he was only about to plant bombs when he got captured. He silently convinces Percy to flee, but Percy refuses to leave him behind. Suddenly, uh, Dracone uh, notices the trigger on Beckendorf's arm. Beckendorf moves to detonate the bomb, leaving Percy no choice but to escape the ship. He jumps off and wills the currents to speed him away. The ship explodes and Percy blacks out, thinking only of Beckendorf. Poor Beckendorf. Percy dreams as he drifts unconscious through the ocean. His dreams uh, take place on Mount Othrys during a conversation between Cryos and Hyperion. The two titans talk of their plans to destroy Olympus. After they conclude their conversation, the scene shifts. Percy sees Nico D'Angelo eavesdropping on the Titans as well. Nico then ask per asks Percy how exactly he intends to defeat the Titans without the former's plan uh, before Percy comes to. Percy realizes that he is in Poseidon's kingdom and is being tended to by his half-brother Tyson. Tyson! 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 Tyson then leads Percy to... Poseidon's throne room, where he meets Poseidon's wife and godly son, Aphrodite. Uh, that's not Aphrodite. That's Amphitrite and Triton. I know Triton. That's an easy no, word. Triton. Respectfully, respectively, Poseidon then forms, informs Percy that he is battling Oceanus. He confirms Percy's fears when he tells Percy that Beckendorf did not survive, but also reassures him that Beckendorf did not die in vain and that their little expedition had bought them time for the Olympians. Before he sends Percy on his way, he states that Percy must return to Camp Half-Blood to fulfill the rest of the prophecy. Also, Triton is a bitch. Triton is a bitch. Triton's been a bitch. You, but, don't, you don't get to go to land because you like a white boy. But what do we know? Percy is the favorite. Percy is the favorite. Also, and the Little Mermaid, right? Because you, you brought it up. Yeah. When she's singing Part of Your World, right? Mm -hmm. to, uh, where they don't reprimand their daughters. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Who's going to tell her? Even by that time that that movie came out. Who's going to tell her? Bitch. You're better off a mermaid. She He's really better was better off. Who's gonna mermaid. tell her? But also, the second one really pisses me off because Melody only wanted. <laughs> okay, she gets into this. You got into Star Wars. I can get into the little yeah, It is, but like I'm just saying, like that was the point of the movie. I know, but it still pisses. That movie pisses me off because she's like Melody. You can't go to you the water. You can't be a mermaid. Why, bitch? Why? Right. And she's like, reprimanding your daughter. <laughs> she literally. She would not tell Melody for the whole f first half of the uh, that movie until like the second half until she kind of goes away and meets Ursula's sister. Which, by the way, Ursula's sister 
And then she has to, like, go save her with the tail, and she's like, Mom! And she's like, Melody! It's almost like every parent tells you a fun story from their teenagehood, and then says, don't ever do that. Yeah! But makes it sound fun as fuck! You're supposed to learn from my mistakes! But it sound cool as shit! But here's the thing. The problem with The Little Mermaid 2 (laughs) is the fact that Ariel was a bitch! Yeah, because she Ariel's had all the fun for... It, it's one of them, I had all the fun for you, now go to church and shut up. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, what the, the fuck? Oh, damn. Th- I think I know a few people like that. I know plenty of people like that. I know, that. I know a few too. I know a, I know a whole, like, not even a handful, a whole bag full of people like that. Yeah. Like, I already had the fun for you. Sorry. No sex, no drugs. Jesus. <laughs> and it's like, well, I guess Jesus then. <laughs> but honestly, we were products of high school fun and partying. And so I didn't get to have high school fun and partying. No. That sounds fucking bullshit. I didn't party. That's the thing. I didn't party. Shit, I partied. I I was with one woman. I know. Oh, Jesus. And we partied together. That's (laughs) all we did. So you did party. But we didn't party. You straight up just like, (laughs) he had to be devil's advocate. Just now, for himself. Because our number one listener is listening, <laughs> and she's gonna go straight to the we didn't, par- we didn't party. You know, straight up earlier, she said she was an angel, and I said Lucifer was God's favorite angel. <laughs> Who said she was an angel? <laughs> I did. She said, "Oh, I'm an angel," and I'm like, "God, uh, Lucifer was God's favorite angel." Yeah, I think I said Good that job. was Jenny. Good job. So, there you go. Call yourself an angel. So is he. Yeah. Probably still technically. I don't know how the rules work. Oh, he's still an angel. I don't know he's, how it works. He's fallen angel, but he's still an angel. You know, that's one of the best parts of Lilo and Stitch. Mm. When she's like, send me an angel. And then there's that part where Stitch comes out from, like, it's the green glow. And he's like, <laughs> Love that. <laughs> I gotta tell you some shit about the Mormons later. <laughs> the Mormons? Oh, shit, the Mormons! It's bad. Mormons, Mormons are fucked up. And you know what? I said it. Come at me. <laughs> Y'all are fucking crazy. Anyway. So Percy. Returning to Camp Half-Blood, Percy brings news of the Princess Andromeda and Beckendorf. Uh, though the campers are initially happy that the Princess Andromeda has been destroyed, they are distraught when Percy tells them of Beckendorf's sacrifice. Later, the camp's war council convenes. Chiron asks Percy and Annabeth to receive uh, the pro- retrieve the prophecy from the Oracle. When the two return, they find the war council in a state of chaos. The head counselor of Ares and Apollo, uh, Clarice and Michael Yu, respectively, are arguing. When nobody takes Clarice's side, she storms off, stating that the Ares cabin will not help the rest of the uh, fight in the war. Don't be a bitch. Fuck you, Clarice. Fucking, fucking, uh, eat your liver with some damn fava beans, bitch. (laughs) Clarice, get it. You can't hear that, probably. (laughs) Percy then proceeds to read the prophecy, which everyone now concludes to be about him, and concludes that no matter whose side he chooses to fight on, he will inevitably die. The other counselors realize this, too, and sympathize with Percy. He brushes this aside and moves on to another matter, a spy in camp that Cronus had mentioned. The counselors begin accusing each other of being the spy when... Uh, Selena Beauregard, Beckendorf's girlfriend, silences them by reminding them that Beckendorf has died uh, and all they can do is sit and squabble. 
Through Iris' message, Chiron then shows them that the family, uh, the family free Typhon, uh, has been making his way toward an unguarded Olympus, even with the gods trying to stop him. And they're having no luck. No, people are he going down. Kick, he is kicking their ass. One dude versus like a bunch of bo- dudes and women. Yeah. Dudes and chicks. Uh, boats and hoes. Boats and hoes. Boats and hoes. Poseidon's got the boats and all the hoes the, showed up. Boats and hoes. The, they're, uh, they're the best uh, rap duo. Mm. Gotta have me and my boats and hoes. Oh, I knew one of you was gonna do it. <laughs> the night following the meeting, Percy dreams of Rachel. In his dream, Rachel looks over two photos she has recently drawn. The first is a picture of Luke where he was younger. And the second is a picture of Olympus surrounded by lightning and figures wielding weapons. The next day, Percy and Annabeth review the camp's cabins and the reports sent into the camp. Percy then reveals that Grover Underwood has disappeared without a trace and that their empathy link is weakening. Annabeth tells him that the source of the fight uh, between the Apollo and the Ares cabin uh, is a chariot that the Apollo campers took in a raid that the Ares campers led. Okay, then who gets it? I, what is your thoughts? Ares should have. Ares captain should have got it. They led the raid. Mm-hmm. And it's a flying chariot. Mm-hmm. And they they should have got it. But Apollo cabin are bitches. <laughs> Apollo's a bitch. Apollo is a bitch. Which one? Yes. Apollo the god or Apollo Creed? Yes. Uh, yes. I won, and I'm still mad about it. I'm. I won. And I got mad that you were more popular. Yeah. Fuck you, Apollo. I lost. I lost. And I got so mad that I let a Russian kill me. Hey. I, I, I won. The guy was really nice to me. And I was a bitch. Just because people were talking to him. Yeah. But then I'm going to work out with him and it's going to be cool. And we're going to beat Mr. T. And then I'm going to die. And then it's going to be sad and you got to come back and basically raise my son. And then my son's going to be a cool boxer. And the Russian guy's going to show back up and, and, to my son. And, and your son's not going to talk to you yeah. because his mom died. Shit's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Annabeth regrets showing Percy the prophecy when Percy indirectly hints that the camp situation is hopeless. And Annabeth angrily walks away after calling him a coward. That's such a bitch, man. Annabeth loves Percy, oh, and he doesn't yeah, get no. it. Men are clueless. Men are clueless. Needing a break, Percy wanders to the training area to visit Mrs. O'Leary, his hellhound. When he arrives there, Mrs. O'Leary runs into the forest, causing Percy to chase after her. He follows her to the clearing where the Lords of the Wild hold their meetings. There, Percy finds Nico, uh, Linnaeus, and one of the count. At Linnaeus, one of the uh, Council of Cloven Elders members, and Grover's girlfriend, Juniper, talking about Grover. Love Juniper. Wanted to name a child Juniper. Linnaeus, Linnaeus initially refuses to help Grover, but is forced to by Percy after Juniper and Linnaeus leave. Percy and Nico talk about uh, Nico's plan. Percy recalls earlier on the Princess Andromeda how he was unable to wound Kronos slash Luke. Nico tells uh, him that he could have the same advantage. Percy hesitates, but Nico insists very fiercely, which is unlike him. Percy 
uh, relents, and they, they then travel together via shadow travel on Mrs. O'Leary to find Luke's mother in order to discover Luke's past. Kind of bitching. Kind of bitching. What, but shadow travel? Dog can teleport. Dog can teleport. Dog be bamfing. Bamf! 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 Bamf. If y'all don't know, that's Nightcrawler, one of the coolest motherfucking X-Men ever. <laughs> he leaves a park everywhere he goes. Bam. <laughs> what if it's my little park? It probably do. <laughs> it probably do, but he bamps the fuck out of that. Like, I can only teleport where I can see. Bet. Bet. Bam. Now I'm, I'm in new places. I, I read a, I read a uh, book mm-hmm. that was X-Men and Star Trek The Next Generation. Cool. Like, that makes no fucking sense, but cool. And their transporter was down, mm-hmm. and they had to bounce to another uh, ship that was a couple kilometers away. I want to know who did coke and was like, X-Men and Star Trek would be cool. They did it, like, twice. But, like, who's the first guy that was like, listen, board meeting, I know we need some new books. X-Men and Star Trek. What? X-Men... And Star Trek. <laughs> you know, here's the funny thing about that. Is the fact that you either go with the X-Men are going to look at uh, Next Generation and go, the future is really good. Yeah. So we're cool. Mutants are going to make it. Or Star Trek is going to look at mutants and go, where the hell did all the mutants go? Did we wipe them the fuck did out? Did we wipe them out? <laughs> did World War Three get caused by mutants? <laughs> No, it got caused by January 6th. <laughs> Everybody knows it. That's Everybody canon. Knows that. That's canon. That's canon. Yeah, the, the, the new show said January 6th caused World War Three. I know. That's insane, bro. We're not going to get into that, though. We don't do that on this podcast. I'm not getting that. political. I'm just stating a fact that they said that's what did it. Percy and Nico arrive at Luke's mother's house in Westport, Connecticut, and find that she is in a psychotic state. Uh, Miss Castellan uh, greets the two boys as uh, Luke when they arrive. She then invites Percy and Nico to lunch with her. Percy and Nico discover that Luke ran away in order to protect his mother from the monsters that are constantly hounding him. They also learn that when he gave his body as a host for Kronos, he required his mother's blessing. Having the information they came for, they attempt to leave, but Luke's mother's Luke's mother seemingly becomes possessed before returning to normal. Uh, disturbed, Percy and Nico say goodbye and run from the house to find that Mrs. O'Leary has been approached by the goddess Hestia. Hestia provides lunch for the boys and then tells Percy that no matter what side he chooses, he must remember uh, her because she is the last Olympian. She goes on to explain that while all the Olympians are gone, she is the only one who remains for she is the goddess of the home. She gave up her throne. Mm-hmm. Just a vibe. Just a vibe. Same. Same. What throne? She had. She was one of the twelve. No. I think a joke with him. Oh. Because I said same. This is my throne. I gave it up to vibe. I used to be able to walk away from it. You didn't give up the throne. You took the throne. You took the throne. And you stayed in the throne. You're damn right. Now stay in your place. (laughs) Hestia then sends Percy and Nico to Percy's own home, 
where they are greeted by his mother, Sally, and Paul Blofus. Paul is cool as fuck. Who finally believes Percy's mother about everything that is, has to do with the supernatural. He's, he's just like, fuck it, weird shit has happened. He's stepdad now. Yes. Is he officially stepdad? Yes, he's yeah. officially stepdad. They're married. They're married. I didn't catch that part. but like, He calls him stepdad multiple times. But mm-hmm. like, he's just like, some weird shit's happened. I can't explain it. Y'all said it's supernatural. I'm just going to go with it. And at certain I can't points, see all of it, but I believe you. At certain points, he even called them his parents. I he feel does, like when they get there, he says my parents. Yeah, I feel like sometimes he kind of saw some shit. I he feel did. Like he's he had to because later in the book, yeah, the fight, like yeah, he fight. sees something. Yeah, like he can't see nothing in all that. Right, right. The veil ain't that fucking, or the mist, the mist. ain't that strong. It is. It is that, that he strong. sees nothing. It is. Nobody else sees anything. Like with Typhon, they see a big storm. Yeah, but when he gets in the fight, he he sees stuff. He's got to see something because he's attacking stuff. Yeah. Unless he's just seeing people and he's beating the shit out of them. And it's like, you just got to go with their word that that's not an old lady? That could be an old lady. That could be an old lady. (laughs) All is so cool. What happens when they're just crazy? What happens when they're just crazy? And he actually killed somebody. He loves That'd Sally so much. They in the book with crazy. Paul just waking up in the fucking insane asylum. No, what the fuck just happened? No, 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 no. Waking up with him in jail for having killed somebody. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> and then you just see uh, a guy who's an older man. And he's the warden, and his name's Percy Jackson. He just good job, Paul. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Shawshank. Anyway. <laughs> Percy and Nico tell her of their plan, and she reluctantly gives Percy her blessing and asks him to give her a signal if he uh, does survive the war. Ready to carry out the plan, Nico and Percy's shadow travel to Central Park to reach another entrance to the underworld. Of course, he- hell is in Central Park. Hell's hell is also in L.A. Homie, it ain't hell. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna have to be that guy. The underworld is literally just a fucking highway system. There is a hell. There's a heaven, and then there's literally super heaven. There's super. If heaven. If you get to heaven three times, you get super heaven. Yeah, that's crazy. So, or if you die in heaven, you go to super heaven. You gotta die three times in this. Sorry. So, I know you're making a joke, but like, there's literally a super heaven. We can't make jokes about it. There is this girl I follow on TikTok. Hell's Bells, if you know it. And she does this series that it's these women that have paradises up in heaven, right? But they come down to the help. Oh, uh, the help center thing, yeah. And there's different levels, obviously, of like the underworld, and it depends on what religion you choose, which level you go to, and what kind of deity and whatever you follow. It is so fucking funny. But it's so interesting to see, because like, one through two are like, levels one through two are like, trauma... PTSD kind of care like you did this because you know you're a bad person but there's a reason behind it this and just it basically helping people get to wherever they need to go and then essentially that worse. angel that helps Stan and yeah. Steve and I uh, mean Phoebe huh Lisa Kudrow or the other no one? that was not oh, no, an angel a, yeah no she that was an angel. Uh, the ghost of Christmas yeah, past yeah that was a Christmas yeah. past yeah that's a ghost not an angel that's different uh, the ghosts of time people that just happen to be given the job the ghosts of time because ghosts are people. Yes. Well, I mean, she shit on her desk. Except for death. Well, I mean, 
The, death uh, is just death. The uh, ghost uh, of Christmas present was the uh, the uh, guy that was his partner. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the partner was the guy that warned him of the ghost. Yeah. Of oh yeah. And the ghost of Christmas present was just the ghost of Christmas present, and then he dies, and then death shows up. Christmas Carol's fucking wild. Yeah. Somebody smoked some crack and was like, I'm going to make a Christmas classic, baby. Yep. Yo-ho-ho, bitch. Not yo-ho-ho, just ho-ho-ho. You thinking Santa can't drive a ship, too? <laughs> the motherfucker drives deer. He does drive deer. I think he can drive a ship. I've seen can the Santa Claus. Can you name all of them? A deer? Mm. Only if I'm singing Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> There's Dasher and Dasher. Hey, you know what's funny? You know the kid from uh, Stranger Things that had the, the missing teeth? Yeah. He, he made a point. He's like, how is Rudolph the most famous reindeer of all if you just listed every other one before Rudolph? How is Rudolph the most famous one if you're just now hearing about you it? You just now told me, but you could tell me everybody else's right. name. Right. The what fuck? The fuck? That ain't fuck? right. That ain't right. It's October and we talking about Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yippee dippy die hard motherfucker. <laughs> When Percy and Nico arrive at Central Park, Nico tells Percy that they will need music to enter the underworld from that entrance. Suddenly, Percy feels Grover's presence and uses his empathy link to awaken Grover out of a deep sleep. Grover then falls out of a tree near Percy and Nico. He explains that he was spreading the news about Pan's death recruiting the fighters when he, he saw a strange man walking through Central Park. Everyone within the immediate vicinity of the strange man would fall asleep, and when he has uh, passed them, they would wake as if nothing had happened. As he went to comfort the man, the man put him under a deep sleep. After Grover's story, Nico says that Grover had encountered Morpheus, the god of dreams. Morpheus. It's morbid time. I almost said it's morphin time, but that's also taken. That's also taken. Damn it. Damn it. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. Zordon. <laughs> that's such a fucking crazy show. The fact that it got popular is insane. It is insane. Just some teenagers in fucking rainbow costumes getting in robots fighting shit. And I used to watch the shit out of the it. The shit out of it. It was the shit. And But like when you look back, it's like, why did that get popular? Because it was if awesome. It, if it didn't come out then, it wasn't going to happen. No, it wouldn't work. It, it doesn't work now. And it, it wouldn't have worked in the 80s. It had to be the 90s. It had to be the 90s. And it couldn't have worked in the 2000s. No. I mean, there are still Power Rangers shows coming oh, out. Oh, yeah, but it's the fact that it was already popular and people are into it. Yeah. Like, Superman and shit, the way they wrote it for the 30s and 40s, would not have worked later. No. It had to happen then. Yeah. But it continues because people were into it. Yeah. That kind of shit. Well, I mean, Power Rangers is turning 30 next year. Mm -hmm. And they're supposed to be like a big... They have... everybody back. Yes. Everything. Everything. I don't know how they're going to explain it. Because it's also bringing in shit that has not aired here. Yeah. Like all of the Power Rangers. Yeah. And there is so many shows that hasn't shown up in America. So they have to, like, make excuses for it. Yeah. They had to do that because there was one Power Rangers show... Where their power was not like mechs and shit, they turned into other Power Rangers that corresponded to their color. Really? So they had to make reasons for Power Rangers that had existed in Japan, but are just now showing up in the show. Damn. 
You know there was a guy that was in the Power Rangers show that killed his roommate with the sword? Mm -hmm. Do you know there's a... Power, was it Power Rangers? Do you know there's a Power Ranger that's a paramedic now? Yeah, I did. Did you know there was a Power Ranger that was killed? Mm -hmm. You're talking about the yellow one? Yeah, and in the uh, 30th anniversary, um, they're bringing in a girl that's going to play her daughter. And she's going to be a Power Ranger. You know what's wild? She's she supposedly took over for her mother. You know what's wild? In Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, there was only one girl, but they wanted two girls, so they made the Yellow Ranger a girl, even though it was a guy. Yeah. In Japan, it was a dude. Yeah. Isn't that fucked up? That is fucked up. You know it was a girl, not even because it was pink, because it had a skirt. Yeah. Could have been a dude. Could have been. Because in 2022. 2022. This was in the 1990s of Japan. Yeah, no. Sorry about it. Not no, happening. Not happening. But now Japan's all about chicks with dicks. <laughs> like crazy. It's weird. Y'all got bitches with tentacles for genitals. What are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? What the hell's wrong with you, Japan? The fuck, Japan? <laughs> we're not going to talk about the horse scene in Berserk? Don't look it up if you haven't seen it. No, we're not going to talk about the hurt. Holy shit, is that the weirdest thing? Anyway... The two then tell Grover. <laughs> the, the two then tell Grover they're planning Grover. Though scared for Percy. Fuck Nico. And <laughs> frightened of the underworld. Plays a song to open the gate to the underworld before leaving to tell Juniper that he is alive. He's sleeping on the couch. He was in that sleep for like three months. He is sleeping It is not his couch. fault. He's and he's got the homies to vouch for it. He's got his homies. Traveling into they're the underworld, the they soon reach the river Styx. Nico, however, detours Percy towards the gate to Hades' uh, palace and ultimately hands him over to the uh, Furies. Almost said Furries, but that's two R's. The two R's. Hey, I'm down with the Furries. Y'all ain't got to worry about that. Down with the Furries. Furries are cool as fuck. Y'all are creative. As Percy realizes he has been tricked, he fights against Nico, but is stopped by the Furies and has his sword thrown off a cliff, leaving him defenseless. That sword could have just shown back up. Shown right back like, up. Welcome to the land of inconvenience. Rick, we're <laughs> looking at you. Nico explains that his father had promised him information on his past if he turns Percy in. Upon arriving in Hades' throne room, Percy, Nico, and Hades are joined by Persephone and her mother Demeter. Okay. Jesus Christ, I knew that was going to happen. She is obsessed with Hades and Persephone. Right now? Obsessed. I just finished Neon Gods. Um, if you haven't read it, look for triggers. Um. <laughs> bang, bang. So, hey, hey. but I was ASMR just. ASMR triggers. But I had just finished it, like, two days before I started this book. So, here, seeing this different perspective of. Per <laughs> Where Persephone really doesn't want to be there. Yeah. And Demeter's just there, even though she's not really there in Neon God. She kind of. Anyway. Um, it's just, so Just being stuck funny. and having to eat Cheerios. It's so fun. It was so funny to me. But then hearing the different voices, because in Neon Gods, I listened to it, right? And it was British people. Hello, hello. So hello, puppet. <laughs> it was a British... It was a British girl Back and guy. Because it was two different... It was a dual point of view book. So it was a girl and a guy. Mm -hmm. So I just kept hearing them in that accent for, like, however long that book was. And then going into this, where they don't do that, it's just Jesse's voice. Yeah. It's just like... I'm in a yar-har mood. I don't know if y'all noticed. Really? I'm in a yar-har yo-ho mood. 
We'll get back to see if Thieves saved. Why'd they call him Captain Hook? I love that. Because it's Hook. Hey, have you heard that audio? <laughs> Where it's like, We've got you now, Captain Hook. Wait a minute. Have you guys been calling me Captain yeah. Hook this whole time? Yeah, and it's like, Do you know who that guy's name over there is? I don't know. Steve! It's because of it. you got to find that shit. It's so funny. But here's the thing. His parents. Here's, here's the three. thing. Was it Captain Hook before the hook hand? That's the thing. He's like, you're naming me after the worst thing that's ever happened in my life, is what he said. My dad's dead, too. Do you want to call me Mr. Dad? Dead Dad? <laughs> you got to find the part about the Greek, because it's like, dude's name's One-Eyed Pete, and it's like, my parents was Greek, and then Bill goes, his parents was Greek. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. It sends me every time. Yeah. I have white woman's Instagram stuck in my Good. <laughs> Hades then reveals that he sent Nico and his sister to the magical hotel uh, they were abandoned at to protect them and keep them from aging until they left. He adds Fuck that, Zeus. He adds that the lawyer that took them out of the hotel was actually the Fury Electo. Hades states that he planned to refrain from helping in the fight for Olympus and that after the Titans took over... He would strike through weakened forces. He then sends Nico off and takes Percy captive. I agreed with part of what Hayes said in this point. He was like, I'm not one of them. I'm not fighting this. Right, fuck them. Y'all didn't let me in Olympus. Go right. fuck yourself. Why would I help you fight something I'm not allowed to be in? I don't have a throne. I don't have a throne. I'm never invited to anything. I I'm am, only allowed I am Olympus. Your... I'm only allowed at, uh, at Olympus. Twice a year. I am your brother, and you sent me down here and have n basically completely ignored my existence. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Every time Hades is involved, fuck Zeus. Fuck Zeus. Even in, even in Hercules, like I know he's trying to kill Hercules and what it, fuck Zeus. Yeah. Fuck Zeus. <sighs> I'm always team Hades. I feel bad for him. Hades is rarely ever a Rarely bad guy. ever, dude. I don't know. It's Christianity is literally the reason we make Hades a bad guy. Yeah, because we We attribute the, the underworld to hell. With the devil, yeah. But no, it is literally just no. a highway system. Yeah. Everybody who dies. Everybody. It's purgatory. Everybody who dies. It's essentially dies. purgatory. Yeah. Uh but because of underworld, he's a bad guy. No. He is the chillest of all of them. Yeah. He He's not sure. fucking people and making animal uh, children. He's not fucking people and making demigod children that end up fucking uh, had dying. He's not fucking people Period. and then turning them into animals because they got on his nerves. Yeah. He's not yes. fucking people and then being like, now you have to go die for something that I caused. Right. Fuck yourself, Zeus. But this is actual... This is not Percy Jackson. This level. is also just mythology. This, this is straight up mythology. Go fuck yourself, Zeus. Go fuck yourself. Riptorn, you're great. Fuck the character. I miss Riptorn. Riptorn. He's he a guy. was Rip. awesome. Rip. Riptorn. Amen. <laughs> R.I.P. Loretta Lynn. <sighs> Don't. N not right now. Carl I'm Miner's daughter. I'm still not ready. I'm still not accepting it yet. Percy ends up having yet another dream. He sees Rachel with her family on vacation and feels sad that he is unable to join them. 
He also sees that she is drawing in the sand in ancient Greek. The dream changed to a view from the top of St. Louis, the St. Louis Arc. Arch. Arc? Arch. I don't know. Percy sees the monstrous shape of Typhon and barely makes out the gods as they fight him off. Percy wakes up and sees Nico. He immediately pins Nico to the floor of his cell. Nico truthfully explains to Percy that he had no idea that capturing Percy was what his father had in mind. Nico then helps Percy escape to the River Styx on Mrs. O'Leary. When the two get there, Percy has a talk with Achilles before bathing in the River Styx to become nearly invincible, leaving only the small of his back opposite the navel as his weakness. Did you need to say something? I just hate the Achilles heel. I hate it every time I watch something happen. You have to be weak somehow. I know, yeah. but I just, I hate... Everything requires a sacrifice, even invincibility. I know, I'm just saying, like, in movies, when people slice the people's Achilles heel... Ooh. I hate that. I hate that. Ooh. Ouchie. But also, didn't he that happen because his mom dipped him in? Dipped him in, but didn't Held dip his feet. Held his ankle, yeah. right? Yeah. As Percy wades uh, out of the river... He is attacked by Hades' minions and Hades himself. Percy escapes after defeating Hades and his minions using his newfound strength. As he leaves, he tells Nico to stay and convince Hades to fight. Percy then travels out of the underworld and towards the Empire State Building. He calls Annabeth on his mom's phone and tells her to round up the campers and head to the Empire State Building. Though he remembers that one of them is the spy, he tells all of them anyway of this plan to get Zeus to defend Mount Olympus. It is here that Percy is officially recognized as the camp's leader. Yeah. Yeah. They head to the 600th, 600th floor and find the throne room empty except for Hestia, who is still tending the fire. She then shows him a vision of the day Luke and Thalia Grace found Annabeth, the same day Luke gave her the knife she still uses, and when Luke meets his dad, Hermes, for the first time. Percy almost collapses and is overwhelmed by the vision. Hermes suddenly arrives and Hestia leaves. Uneasy because nothing is going as planned, Percy and Annabeth send the other demigods away to scout Olympus, leaving the two alone with Hermes. The god relays a message from Athena saying that they must defend Manhattan by using Plan 23. To Percy, Athena tells him to remember uh, the rivers and to stay away from her daughter. Theta will beat his fucking ass. You bitch. Annabeth mentions Luke and Hermes, uh, angry that she brought up the subject, accuses her of being unable to prevent Luke from hosting Kronos. There was no stopping that. that. There wasn't. Percy defends her. Well, there was stopping that. Hermes be a good dad. Fuck yourself. Yeah, fuck yourself. <laughs> Percy defends her, and the god of uh, messengers departs with sadness and grief. The campers gather in a small park at the edge of the mountain and find that Morpheus has caused all the mortal residents of Manhattan to fall asleep to, pre to prevent human intervention. They look beyond the border of Manhattan, figure out that Kronos and Hecate must be using their powers to slow down time around the vicinity of Manhattan in such a way that the closer mortals get to the island, the slower time is. Yes. The group then exits the building. Percy decides the campers... Or divides the campers into groups to guard bridges and tunnels that the enemy may use to get to Olympus. As he decides that he has left the Lincoln Tunnel open, uh, even with a World War II M4 Sherman headed there, Thalia and the hunters of Artemis appear uh, and state that they would stand guard over that route. Fuck him up. 
The group dissipates to meet the incoming invasion forces. Percy and Annabeth then fly on Pegasi to activate Plan 23. They proceed to help uh, the Apollo campers on William Williamsburg Bridge, the bridge connecting Manhattan to Brooklyn. The Apollo campers, Annabeth and Percy, manage to drive the enemy back to Brooklyn when they realize that enemy uh, reinforcements headed by Cronus himself are on the other side of the bridge. The group falls back, but they fight nonetheless. During the battle, Annabeth intercepts a stab, a stab meant for Percy that was directed towards his weak point. The demigods retreat when Percy realizes how much strength he has and strikes Riptide into the bridge with such force that the bridge breaks. Bridges always be breaking and shit. Mm -hmm. Michael Yu goes missing, seemingly like he fell off the bridge. Percy tells uh, some Apollo campers to search for him. Kronos turns back and the campers and the hunters regroup and settle down for the night in their new headquarters, a hotel at the southeast corner of Central Park. <laughs> Percy dreams about Nico, where the latter is trying to summon his mother's ghost, but his sister's spirit forbids him to. Nico insists. Bless you. God, that was that took a minute. Whew. Nico insists, but instead of his mother's ghost, he is met with a vision. In the vision, he sees uh, Maria D'Angelo and Hades in the era of World War Two. The two are arguing about Nico and Bianca's safe safety. Hades wants to take them to uh, either the underworld or to the Lotus Hotel and Casino where they will be safe. Maria replies that she cannot agree to either as she would want them to have a normal life. Zeus then makes the hotel uh, where they are actually uh, staying staying and explode, killing Maria uh, though the lives he had wanted to claim were Nico and Bianca's. Zeus did this uh, for the fear that the great prophecy will be about Bianca or Nico. And Hades loved their mother. I was just going to say, Hades loved Maria. The the text I sent y'all is accurate. He just gave Brooks and Dunn the song My Maria. Yeah. My Maria. That's enough. <laughs> Brooks and Dunn's coming already. <laughs> Shit. You're going to get ass and whooped by Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> um, but... You're going to get fucking curb stomped in the red dirt road. <laughs> um, Hades really cares about his kids. Which is so different. Zeus. And, his, and, his, and their mother. Yes. He cares about Nico and Bianca. And he cared mother. about Maria a lot and watching shit explode was not good for his mental he was, health. He was willing he, he was willing to take her down to be with him and Persephone. And Persephone was not going to have it. Persephone was going to have a bitch. But he loved her. Hmm. Facts. That's something no other god could figure out. Hades then sends for Electo and orders her to wash the D'Angelo's memories clean in the river Leth and uh, to take them to the Lotus Hotel and Casino where Zeus cannot harm them. The Oracle approaches Hades and states that she had warned him this would happen. Hades, in all his anger and sadness, curses the spirit of Oracle, declaring that it will never find another human host until he and his children are welcomed in Olympus. The dream changes and Percy sees Rachel at the beach with her parents. She has a gut feeling that New York is being invaded by monsters and that Percy is in trouble. She then persuades her parents to leave the beach 
with her and go back to Manhattan. Percy is awakened by Thalia, uh, who tells him that a titan, Prometheus, has come to negotiate. Percy, Grover, and Thalia go to Central Park, where the titans stand with Ethan Nakamura and Impusa and a clumsy uh, Hyperborean giant. The titan states that Olympus is destined to fall and the demigod should surrender. When Percy refuses, Prometheus shows him more of Luke's past. In, in the vision shows uh, Percy sees Luke and Hermes arguing. Percy is moved by what he saw but remains adamant. Prometheus then gives him Pandora's box, uh, a pythos containing the Elpis, the spirit of hope. Prometheus tells Percy that if and when they decide to d- surrender, and he made a definite capital win. When? He didn't say if, he said when. Yeah, he was like, when you decide to get this, I got you. Yeah. He only needs to release hope, uh, and the Titan would know. The group head back to the headquarters. Due to his exhaustion, Percy falls asleep and dreams of Poseidon's undersea palace. The place is in disorder and the sea is transformed into a huge battleground. The dream shifts to Auntie M's garden gnome emporium, the slain Medusa's lair. Percy sees the sheer number of the enemy forces, but his attention is drawn to Kronos, who is conversing with Ethan Nakamura, the demigod who had almost stabbed Percy in his weak spot. The dream shifts one last time to the big house in a different era. There, Percy sees what truly happened to May uh, Castellan, who tried to take the spirit of the Oracle. He quickly wakes and heads down to Central Park with some demigods. There, he sees the Titan Hyperion, along with some other monsters. The two battle it out on the lake. Percy later has the upper hand when he creates a small hurricane to douse Hyperion's fiery aura. Grover and his friends then successfully trap him inside a maple tree. Almost immediately, the Clasmonian so. There's so many big words. Yeah. Descends and wreaks havoc. Percy and Blackjack chase it. Percy then activates some of the automatons scattered in New York via Plan 23. Yeah. And orders them to destroy the cell. Plan 23 <laughs> was one of the plans that Annabeth was given in that laptop. From Daedalus. From Daedalus to basically activate every statue that is secretly an automaton. Yes. In New York. After they successfully the do so, ones. yes, Even all the of them, ones. all of them were automatons. After they successfully do so, he retreats back to the Empire State Building. Arriving there, he realizes that the campers have been pushed back to the doors of the building. Luckily, they are saved by Chiron's cousins, the Party Ponies. Yay! Fucking yeah. redneck as hell. Yep. And also frat boy as hell. Very frat boy. And the thing is, they like root beer. Oh yeah, they're obsessed. They're obsessed with root beer. Root beer pretty damn good. Root beer's okay. It slaps. I hate root beer. I used to love root beer, and then I drank a lot of root beer and threw up, and now I don't like root beer as much. I hate root beer. You know, I did that with my, with uh, the chocolate-covered cherries at Christmas. Yeah. I ate a whole box in one night when I was like eight, and I threw up for like three hours. Mom, you know this. I threw up for like three hours, and until last year, I'd never ate them. Damn. Since. Mom, Mama made Oreo balls. Ate like twenty seven of them and puked. Went back and ate some more. Shit's <laughs> <laughs> delicious. Oreo balls are so good. Oh god, 
They're like my favorite thing for really? holidays. Oh, they're so good. We gotta figure out how to make them. I'm gonna text her. Let me make them damn Oreo balls. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Emily, if you're watching this, just tell Mama I want some Oreo balls. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna go over to your mom. Hey, Mom, text text your son. She's not listening. She's busy adulting. She is. We love you. She's kicking ass out there. She is kicking ass out there. As the last of the Titan armies flee, uh, Chiron notes that they will be back and states that they should heal their wounded. As he talks, as uh, he talks with Annabeth and about Luke, Percy suddenly finds himself at a party in the southern United States. There he finds Dionysus playing Pac-Man, uh, who explains that it was he who had brought Percy's consciousness, consciousness to that place. Dionysus warns him not to lose Olympus, for it would be the end of Western civilization. Before he sends Percy back, Dionysus asks Percy to keep his son Pollux safe, and Percy agrees. So basically, Dionysus gets sent to wherever parties are bumping. Yeah. That includes Char Charles Entertainment Cheese parties. Yes. Unless they're not bumping. Um, but that party was bumping, and he almost got a... Here's, a... here's a cool little tidbit that they put in that book that I was like, damn, I can't believe they did that. Um, he got to the level uh, 254 and then lost. Mm -hmm. uh, did y'all know that when you get to level 255 in most games like Pac-Man, the game breaks? Really? That's like the max that Pac-Man can handle before the game just starts breaking because computers cannot random. No. No matter how hard we try to make them random, they cannot random. And when you reach 255 of anything that tries to be random, it has done every form of random that it possibly can as a computer. So basically humans break games at 255. Like Call of Duty Zombies is one of those games. It cannot function after round 255. Damn. As someone modded the game to go to round 255, the zombies just fucking glitch out. Damn. Anything that is possibly trying to be random cannot get past the number 255. It's crazy. I saw a whole YouTube video about it, and I was like, holy shit, Rick Reardon out here knowing some shit about Pac-Man. Knowing some shit. Maybe Dionysus likes his kids. I know he loved the girl he has. True. As Percy's consciousness is brought back to New York, he suddenly sees Rachel on a helicopter. The helicopter is in danger of crashing as the pilot is asleep. And Annabeth is jealous. But Annabeth manages to get inside the cockpit and steer it safely to the ground. Rachel and Percy then talk with uh, Rachel revealing a crucial piece of information. Percy, you're not the hero. What the, what the fuck? fuck? I'm the camp leader, bitch. I would have slapped the shit out of you. <laughs> this is my book series. It's uh, named after me. Percy Jackson and, bitch. It's not called The Olympians. It's called it Percy called Jackson. Rachel, it ain't called Rachel come up here and drop some shit last minute. My favorite part of this scene, though, is Rachel's looking, or Annabeth is looking at Rachel and is like, I, I can let I can let the helicopter go down. I ought to fucking. Like, and fucking then, and then Percy's down. like, how fucking dare you? That's like when Anakin got told he couldn't be a master. You're not the hero, Percy. Guess I'll let a bitch just die. Guess I better he, let everybody die. He gets a lightsaber. He starts killing younglings. <laughs> he just starts killing Inst all the Instantly when you're told you're not the main character, your first instinct is to start murdering kids. Yeah. Start murdering other demigods. Percy is visibly shocked and returns to the host hotel headquarters. 
Soon, Percy falls asleep again, and his d- motherfucker's narcoleptic. <laughs> no, because a day has passed. It's time for him to sleep again. That Tyron told him to go to sleep. Motherfucker's a narcoleptic. <laughs> he just keeps falling asleep. He does keep falling asleep. In his dream, he sees Nico trying to convince his father to fight in the battle for Olympus. The dream changes, and Percy sees Kronos ordering Ethan and Prometheus to return, uh, or to release the dragon. Which is not a dragon. Hackat dragon. It's a dragon. Joey, if you're listening to this, Hackat dragon. I talked about chicks with dicks. He ain't listening. He ain't listening. He stopped a long time ago. Long time ago. He never even picked it up. (laughs) He and Annabeth go fight the dragon, despite the fact that, according to Rachel, only a child of Ares can kill it. Well, fuck you, Rachel. Oh, dear. I'm not the fucking hero, bitch. Bitch. They are then surprised when they see Clarice leading her cabin into battle. What a fucking time to be right. Uh, however, after Clarice is attacked by the dragon and falls from her chariot, they realize something is wrong. The real Clarice soon arrives, and they all recognize that the fallen one is actually uh, Selena Beauregard. Son of a bitch. Selena, knowing that she has little time, reveals herself as the spy all along. Dun, dun, dun. I heard shit. She explains that before she met Beckendorf, Luke was very kind to her. When she wanted to stop helping him, he threatened to blackmail her. Selena then passes away. Out of anger, Clarice single-handedly kills the dragon. Which we didn't talk about, but Clarice and her formed like a sistership almost, and they were like super, super close. Yeah. She was the spy, and she, she tried to get out of it. I But she was shit. threatened. I didn't hear shit. She won the and her, bo- and her boyfriend died. She only helped because Luke was nice to her. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta be nice, and you can. Luke never... wasn't always bad. Sometimes you, you gotta be. You all you gotta do is be a decent human to somebody, and you can manipulate the fuck out you of them. You can. Joker here, and Harley Quinn. But here's the, <laughs> here's the thing. The first part he treated her decent. It was by the time she was manipulated, it was too late. Here's the thing. Is Luke really evil? Because he, it's a this, yeah, it's a this, yes and no. This all started because his dad would not. I get that. Talk to him. I get that, but it's a yes and no for me. Yes, because no, in the sense that he's just a broken kid inside. But yes, he's old enough to not know to make deals with Kronos. He is. He is. He is. He is. Evil. But he sees. He's not evil. He sees the Olympians as evil. As having a bunch of kids and then not take care of them. From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Anakin's not evil. Anakin killed children. Anakin killed children. Children. His wife. No. He killed kids and then his wife. And probably his kids to his knowledge. But no, but no. According to him, he's not evil. They were evil. He had to take out the kids before they became evil. It was too late. Why don't we recruit them? Like Inquisitors. It's too late. Motherfucker, they were five-year-olds. They really were. They was elementary school kids. You can un undo that. And they did some of them. They didn't kill all of them. They killed way too many of them. They killed the ones that Hallways were full, dog. They Hallways killed the ones... Full. Hallways full, But it doesn't matter. To him, they were evil. So, to, to Anakin... He was not evil. Are we about to get like real, real? Because I could get real, real. No, life. but that, no, but real. What? I could get real life if we don't need get to. real life because my, that's when it gets fucky. But my point is, is the fact that Luke saw the Olympians 
as evil for what they do to the uh, to their kids it's and to a, the world. I have to get real right now. It's a perspective. Funny mustache guy thought some big nosed people were uh, uh, evil. No, he didn't. He didn't think they were evil. No, he didn't think they were evil. He told people that that he did. He did, and then manipulated into people. He manipulated people, but he never thought they were evil. Evil guy. He was evil. Evil guy. He was evil, but Anakin figured that he was the good guy. Luke thinks he's the good guy. Master Skywalker, what do we do now? (laughs) <laughs> that kid could have got saved. That kid didn't die. That kid could have got saved. That kid. That was kid saved. was the first to die. That, that kid. <laughs> he was the first slice. No, he no, he's hundred percent. He's the Grand Inquisitor. Please. No, he ain't. He's the Grand Inquisitor is an alien. <laughs> he's one of the Inquisitors because yeah. he called him a master. master. He didn't kill, just because he called him a master, he didn't kill him. Get behind me, kid. <laughs> Don't come to school tomorrow. You. Don't come to school tomorrow. If Yaddle was still alive, he'd have hit Yaddle with a don't come to school tomorrow. He would have. have. Yaddle was a homie. Okay. Yaddle was a a fucking homie. Question. Uh Soka's still in the order, right? Hit her with a don't come to school tomorrow or no? No, I actually hit her up with a Jedi or evil and you were right. True. You know what? After what happened... Why did he not hit her up with a you were right? Here's the thing. In Star Wars Wars canon now, Mm -hmm. Yaddle did not die. She retired. What? It's going to be in the Tales I, of the Jedi. I thought she gets killed in that. No, from what the, from, I thought the funeral that they showed was Yaddle. No, from that's, what I from uh, what I've heard is. from what I've heard in this new Tales of the Jedi coming out, it's going to explain why Yaddle left the council. I like Yaddle you know blowing up for Anakin better. I like Yaddle blowing up for Anakin. Uh, go ahead. The thing you told me about Moulin Rouge. Oh yeah, the fact that the main bitch in Moulin Rouge's name's Latine. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, and the, for you, McGregor's character. And they, and then Dave Filoni was like, "Motherfuckers ain't gonna get this. <laughs> <laughs> They've not seen Moulin Rouge." The people that watch this have not seen Moulin Rouge. <laughs> I, I'm gonna get them into it. I'm gonna get them into Moulin Rouge. I, somebody's gonna watch Moulin Rouge, and their boyfriend's gonna get them into Star Wars, and they'll be like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> oh shit. He's got boyfriend's just scrolling. Satine. The fuck? The fuck? fuck? Wait a minute. Hold up. The fuck you watching? Why does that kid look like that older guy over there? <laughs> God, I love my mother. That kid is Obi Wan's kid. That kid was Obi Wan's kid. That kid was Obi Wan's kid. Can we just yeah. agree on that? He looked way that's too where, much that's like That's where Ray came from. <gasps> there, are, there are rumors that they're going to. Uh, uh, retcon that she was a Palpatine. She was supposed to be a Kenobi. I know and she was that, supposed to be a Kenobi. I think they're supposed to retcon. How are they going to retcon it? There's a whole movie about it. They're fixed to retcon everything. They ain't about to retcon um, it that but hard. That, I think that the mother is a Kenobi. Okay. Well. Alright. I can't wait for the Ahsoka show. And Tales of the Jedi. Tell your sister. You were right. And also, could you email Ahsoka? Tell her she was also right. <laughs> Jedi were dicks. <laughs> Who's Ahsoka? You'll find out. You'll figure it out. You've probably met her in like a couple of years, Force Visions. There's also going to be another Yoda. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Dude with a silver dome's going to show up. It's cool. And actually, you're going to have to save his ass because he got all, all, in, all involved with androids and shit. It's a long story, but anyway, I'm dying. <laughs> oh, and Boba? He cool. He cool. Boba's, he cool ba- Boba's, Boba's cool. back and he's awesome. What the hell's that about, right? <laughs> right? He, and he's like, he's like, bats down and he goes, Right? 
Who knew Boba falls in the hole, butthole in the sand once, and bam, now he's a good guy. Do you think Padme's going to be mad at me? I don't know, I'll figure it out, I'll figure it out. You think Your they're going to... You know you what know, would be hilarious? Is next time you see me in ghost form, because I'm definitely going to be a ghost after this, I was young, but Obi-Wan and Yoda were still old. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I did it for the lulz. <laughs> Fuck you, Ben, I'm, now you're still old. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fixing to meet uh, Yoda and Ben again, and they're going to be like, what the fuck? How'd you become a ghost too? Can, can can you tell can you tell Ghost Obi Wan and Ghost Yoda to keep Ghost Mace Windu away from me? He's probably still mad about the window thing. Matt, imagine your name's Windu and you die get thrown out a window. What's the irony there? He George Lucas said, he "Motherfucker, survived. he's dead until I see him." He's going to be in Book of Boba Fett fine, season two. Fine. Imagine your name is Windu and you get thrown out a window. Get thrown out a window. That's window. some irony. Yeah. That's some irony. It's like getting stepped on if your name was Fett. That's close to feet. <laughs> do you know how long we just talked about Star Wars? The whole podcast? And do you know how much fucking Percy Jackson we still have left? A lot. Jesus Christ. God, this is going to be a two-hour podcast. <laughs> We'd okay. be gone for a month. we do a two-hour podcast. After Clarice defeats the dragon, Thalia suggests that Percy and Annabeth go to Olympus to help set up the final defenses. On their way to the elevator, they see Grover kneeling over a dying uh, Linnaeus. After Linnaeus is reincarnated into a laurel, uh, Grover accompanies Percy and Annabeth to plant Linnaeus in the gardens of Olympus. Can I just say... Motherfucker turned into a tree. Yeah. Man's bitched this whole time, and now he's just a tree. Just a tree. Um, You know when Clarice was dragging the dragon body around and yeah. was like and just talking shit it reminded me of this game I go get sleep cause y'all y'all I go get sleep cause of me <laughs> that fine I'm Clarice the dragon slayer oh god burp hello hi was that balloon boy <laughs> FNAF <laughs> fuck Five Nights at Freddy's. You know they're making the movie. Yeah. And you know, that took way too long. Yeah. That took way too damn long. I mean, it's still popular, so it's not like I'm going to miss I mean, out. They've been trying to make that movie for years. For years, bro. Since FNAF 3, I think. Yeah, yeah. but they're they're working on the movie Yeah, Golly, there's so many FNAF games now. Yeah. Scott's not even in it anymore. Really? The guy that made it, he doesn't work on them anymore. Really? He stepped back. Uh, there's a lot of... He just cannot take the community part of it too intense which I get people are way too damn crazy about it yeah people really love the it's everywhere you you know about it you've never seen it you still know about it I've played five minutes yeah did you lose yes. in five minutes yes <laughs> told her about Foxy <laughs> she got terrified <laughs> I was like hey did you hear that running you're already losing <laughs> you've already lost if you hear pep 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 pe, and you don't have the door shut you're already done you lose buddy yeah I lost in like 10 minutes it was yeah. funny she threw the controller we're at Ricky's yeah you threw Ricky's controller <laughs> just straight through it I didn't throw it that hard not hard but like <laughs> and like fucking tossed it at Ricky she is. I did toss it at it Ricky it was funny it's funny he caught it but it was still oh, funny no, she didn't break the controller, but it was just the fact that she was so scared she just fucking logged out of life for a second. <laughs> okay. As they near the main Olympian palace, they see Rachel holding Pandora's Pythos uh, as if in a trance. 
Percy brings her back to reality, and she gives the jar to Percy. Sensing that Percy and Rachel need a moment in private, Annabeth and Grover leave the two. Hestia suddenly appears, and Percy gives her the pythos as he realizes that in order to resist the temptation to give up hope, he must leave it in the place where it survives the best, in Hestia's domain, the hearth. Annabeth and Grover and Percy tells them of his plan to convince Poseidon to fight for Olympus instead of his domain in the sea. They then help Percy climb onto Poseidon's throne, where he is unable to telepath where he is able to telepathically communicate with his father. Fee five. Motherfucker stopped the, the whole fight and said Bitch, get off my special chair. He was fighting Oceanus like like just straight up fighting him. He was like hold on, hold on, my son my son's on my special chair. Get Percy, what the fuck are you doing? I made a rhyme. You did. I did. You did. Oh, you been thinking about that? No. <laughs> it just happened. Though Percy almost combusts as a result of Poseidon's anger, man's almost killed his son. Almost killed his son. <laughs> just because he sat in his special chair. Just because he sat in his chair. Don't sit in your father's special chair is the, is the moral of the story. Even though the emperor's chair looks very spinny, he will explode you. Uh, as a result of uh, Poseidon's anger... Uh, that anyone else dared to sit on his throne. Percy is successful in convincing his father to fight along with the other gods against Typhon. At that moment, Thalia uh, comes in to tell them that Kronos' armies has reached the doors of Olympus. Kronos makes his way towards Olympus when Hades appearing along with Persephone, Demeter, Nico, and a massive undead army uh, uh, attack. Impatient to get to Olympus, Kronos collapses uh, the magical barriers around Manhattan and draws it closer to Olympus. By doing so, he has cut himself, uh, his vanguard, and Percy's group, composing of his, himself, Annabeth, Grover, and Thalia, off from the bulk of his army and from Hades. As Percy's group fights off Kronos, uh, Kronos's vanguard, Kronos, along with Ethan, make his way up to Olympus where he starts to obliterate it. Percy, Annabeth, Grover, and Thalia quickly follow him. But Thalia is incapacitated when a statue of Hera falls on her. Breaking her legs. That's fucked up. She urges everyone else to go on without her. The rest of the group make it to the throne room and the final battle begins. Percy takes on Ethan and is able to convince him to help him fight Kronos. Kronos kills Ethan after his betrayal. Annabeth then attempts to awaken Luke inside his body by calling out to him. Kronos, however, manages to incapacitate the three campers. Confident of his triumph, Kronos then shows them a vision of Typhon, who by now has reached the Hudson River, uh, with the gods barely showing him. Uh, barely slowing him, excuse me. Suddenly Poseidon appears, and the gods strike with renewed force. They manage to send Typhon back to Tartarus, and Kronos destroys the vision in anger. Annabeth continues to try calling out to Luke, and is tossed across the throne room in return. Annabeth, now seriously weakened, tries one last time to bring Luke out by reminding him of his promise to her, that they would always be a family. The fact that he had hurt Annabeth spurs Luke to regain control of his body. Percy tries to defend to defend Annabeth as he wrongfully thinks that Luke still has evil intentions against them, causing Cronus to repossess the body. Luke, however, struggles to keep control. Luke tells Percy that in order to defeat Kronos, 
he must be slain by his own hand as Kronos would regain control if anyone else approaches him aggressively. Percy picks up Annabeth's knife, and though he initially decides to kill Luke himself, he gives the knife to Luke. Luke then stabs himself in his own weak spot. Because of his sacrifice, the Titan Lord is defeated. His body is taken away by the fates. So basically... Luke's the hero? Luke's the hero. Fuck Luke. Sorry. Luke was the hero. Sorry, fuck I'm Luke. sorry. This happened earlier, like, in the fight, but it was, it makes me laugh every time I read it. When Percy and Annabeth are, like, re- getting ready to fight, and he's like, you know, I've been getting a kiss for every battle I've been doing lately, and that's uh, kind of a tradition now. Yeah. And she's like, let's wait till after what happens. Yeah, let's goes, wait. I guess. Luke's uh, the hero, my ass. Is Darth Vader the hero because he didn't let Luke strike down the Emperor? Kind yes. of. Bad. Yeah. Bad. Darth Vader is the hero because he threw oh, the Emperor Jesus over, Christ. In, over the... Uh, Before the almost killing his own son and recruiting his own daughter. Yes. Evil. Bad guy. Still kills the Emperor. Here's the Diddy? thing. Diddy? Yes. Diddy? Yes. Diddy? Yes. Diddy? Yes. He took out his body. That's killing him. Hmm... Not when you can soul transfer. That's still death. I know clip to a new body. That's still death. But it's just that but it's just the fact that even if Luke had turned to the dark side, they still would have all died. They would have all died. If we're talking about Percy Luke, he did turn to the dark side. No, but I'm saying yeah. if Luke had turned to the dark side and done that whole uh, alternate scene where he puts the helmet on and goes I'm Vader now. Mm-hmm. They would have all died on the Death Star because the Death Star was going to get exploded. Yeah. Boo. Boo. Unless Luke gets away. No. No bad guy. He wouldn't have known. We don't know what George would have pulled. They could have been like, I know exactly what they're going to do. I'm get out of here. I'm the new bad guy. We're not doing And then that. a whole new trilogy We're happens. not doing that. We're not doing that. We're going with what would have just happened. We and do- what would have happened... Was Luke would have Dog died. in the part where Luke puts on the helmet and says, I'm Vader now, we don't know what actually happens in that We script. don't. We don't. And I bet you he gets away and is the right. bad guy of the new trilogy. No. That's in not that story. No. End of story is he's the new Vader and then they die. George had always intended to have another trilogy after the original. Yes, without but them. But didn't. Without them. Yeah. Anyway. The gods return to Olympus. Yes. The gods return to Olympus and reward the heroes for their courage and valor. They promote Tyson to the rank of general of the Cyclopes. Fuck yeah! And present him with the most finely made club. I love that. Because they ask him what weapon he wants and he's like, a stick! Stick! (laughs) They instate Annabeth as the official architect for redesigning uh, Olympus. They award Grover the empty seat in the Council of Cloven Elders. Cool. In addition, all the victims of the war would achieve Elysium. Lastly, the gods offer Percy immortality, but Percy denies instead asking... Not just immortality to become a god. Percy declines, instead asking for a different wish. He asks them to claim all demigods they have sired as soon as they reach 13 or as soon as they've reached camp. He also asks that Hades and the minor gods be respected and given a cabin for their children at the camp. Plus, Percy asks for the big three pact to be broken, saying the pact didn't work, because the gods swore on the river Styx, uh, they must oblige his wish. Though some of them are uncomfortable with it, he is then congratulated by the gods. Yeah. Pussy, Trump's immortality. Every damn 
time. Yeah. Logan even fucking individually tries to kill himself because pussy. Damn it, Wolverine. Damn it. What what turned Anakin to the dark side? Pussy. 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 Every time. A senator. Every damn time, dude. Trojan War? Pussy. Pussy. Every fucking time, dude. Yeah. Hope more for one woman. Every time. That pussy had to be great. They don't know. They had never had it. It had to look bussin'. Had to look. Yeah. I bet you that shit was like clean, dude. Clean shit. She's just like, check this shit out. And it's like, I'm gonna kill motherfuckers over this. And then she was like, hey, check this out. We gonna sneak in a giant horse into this shit. Cleopatra literally had a rule that you could sleep with her, but you'd have to die the next day. Yeah, and she guys, straight up had people a, did it. She straight up had a deal. You can have sex with me all night, but you have to agree to a beheading tomorrow. And people did it. People did That's it. That's some mad puss game. That's some mad pussy. Like, holy shit. I need to go back in time and see what was up. That'd be cool. I'd get out. I'd dip. I got a time machine. I ain't letting you behead me, I ain't letting you behead me. Fuck you. (laughs) Hey, hey, enjoy that snake, bitch. (laughs) What are you talking about? Oh, never mind. Don't worry about it, bitch. (laughs) Great bitch. Uh, Later, Nico tells Percy that Rachel has escaped to camp. Knowing what she is about to do, Percy quickly summons Hipp- Hippocampi uh, to take himself, Annabeth, and Nico back to camp, but it is too late. Rachel had already chosen to take the spirit of the Oracle. However, instead of becoming like May Castellan, Rachel is able to successfully become the new Oracle, and at that same day speaking her first prophecy. The dead are burned in their funerals, shrouding that night. During the burning of Selena's Shroud, she is honored as a hero, and her actions as a spy are never mentioned again. I ain't no. seen shit. <laughs> I ain't seen shit. That's what I do every time Batman kills somebody. I didn't see a damn thing. That's a damn thing. I'm not trying to get. Di- I'm not trying to die today. Shit. <laughs> Percy and Annabeth decide to make their relationship official, and life in camp returns to the usual for the next two weeks because the gods uphold their promise. New demigods keep appearing in many different places. Cabins are also being built for the minor gods. Even with Rachel Elizabeth Dare's prophecy bothering them, Percy and Annabeth are excited about camp for the next summer and look forward to the future. Until they're not. Until they're not. Which is the beginning of Lost Heroes. A half-blood of the eldest gods. Last Heroes. Shall the, reach the 16. Heroes of Olympus. Yeah, but it's called The Lost Heroes. The Lost Heroes. This is the near the end of the book. Rachel is but there. The new oracle speaks a new great prophecy. Seven half-bloods shall answer the call. To storm or fire, the world must fall. An oath to keep with a final breath. And foes bear arms to the doors of death. Dun, dun, dun. And Percy was like, oh, fuck, we're in trouble. And then Kyron was like, dog, the, the fucking thing about you took 70 years to kick Yeah, it. this could happen. You could be dead by the time yeah. this happens. So he's like, let's just vibe until something happens. Yeah. And that's pretty much the end of it. Let's just vibe until something happens. Ever, they're making new houses for every, all the new kids. And all the kids that weren't claimed were claimed that day. Yeah. We love that. Happy ending because Percy Happy Jackson ending. isn't a douchebag. Yay. He was, a, he was kind of a douche at first. But he grew to be a good guy. He did grow to be a good guy. We love Better Percy. than Harry. 
Better than Harry. A lot better than Harry. Okay. Way better love, than Harry I Potter. I love Harry Potter. We know this. Yes. Percy Jackson all the fucking way. Man, this is, to me, this is a better series. Percy Jackson gave up immortality, godhood, to make sure that no kid ever felt unwanted. Harry Potter took a job because he told he would never get it. Yeah. Percy Jackson, or Harry Potter made friends with the first people he ever met in the Wizarding World. Yes. But didn't do shit about their issues. Hermione was still called Mudblood. Didn't do shit about it. Didn't do shit about it. Tried to Was like, oh, that sucks. Anyway. Tried to help the Weasleys. Yes, they were too proud at some points. But never did anything about Ron, you know, being Ron. And Malfoy, Hermione had to punch him. Harry won't Did you hear they they canceled the Dacia Sendero? Really? Oh, no. Anyway. (laughs) Um, They, um... Ron had old robes. Did buy him new robes. Sucks to suck. This sm- I smell like my aunt. Must suck to suck, guy. Now look! Look at these nice uh, dress robes I have. Damn! Look at he how fancy I'm. Fly as fuck, Ron. Look at this shit. Also, anyway. man's new three spells. He d- he did all that school. All that school. Snape beat the shit out of him for a reason. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't paying attention. He got Snape's spell or um, potions book. Right? Still didn't learn nothing. Still, still didn't learn nothing. Up. Almost Had killed notes. almost killed Draco by accident. Man had cliff notes still fucked up. Still <laughs> fucked up. Anyway. I, I like the Percy Jackson series better than the Harry Potter series. Dog, we need to treat this podcast like a Chipotle burrito. Wrap it up. Wrap, Wrap it up. up. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening. We have an Instagram, Jack underscore and Geek Pod. I post polls, I post content. Our Facebook is Jack and Geek Pod. I post content. I don't really like the polls on Facebook. Uh, we have a YouTube, Tribunal Entertainment, where we post podcast episodes with gameplay behind them. So Y'all, you need to check out the gameplay we've been doing. They've been Shit's working really getting crazy. It. it is getting crazy. Um, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Jack and Geek. Jack and Geek Podcast. Jack and Geek Podcast. Uh, we have two tiers, a $10 and a $20. $5 and $20. $5 and $20. I don't fucking know. $5 for a shout out, $20 to help us out. Yep. Uh, if you want to see us do a challenge, we did those for a bit. We might do them again, so let us know if there's more content like is going to be coming in the way. We just have a lot of shit that we got to get and set somebody place. won't quit going into the hospital. I am sorry, I am a weak little <laughs> piece of shit. Okay, life said, "Hey, guess what? You rolled a D one. It ain't you it rolled a net one. Get fucked. You get yourself. Been your day, your week, or your year." Uh, <laughs> Life was not there for me. <laughs> Thank you to our number one listener. We love you. You know who you are. We've brought you up like ten times. Like on this so podcast. many times. Uh, and yeah, I think that's it. I guess we'll see you on the next one. Deuces, Bye. bitches.